You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. It's such a wonderful, wonderful time of worship. It's always a pleasant thing to come into the house of the Lord to worship and to give glory to the name of Jesus. We thank God for another opportunity. We thank God for the last Saturday in the month of August. It looked like yesterday when we started August. And here we are today. Can you put your hands together for Jesus and appreciate him for the gift of life? Father, we bless your name. Father, we give you thanks. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for preserving us. We thank you for preserving all our loved ones. Lord God, we pray as we gather together today to hear from you again. We pray that our hearts will be open unto you in the name of Jesus and that our ears will hear you in the name of Jesus that those words that shall come shall transform our lives in the name of Jesus Christ and our lives shall return glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. You're welcome to this service once more and um, by way of recap, I just like to remind you that today is the the last day in the series on matters of the mind. For those of you who have been with us, I'm sure that the Lord has been blessing you. You've been making some adjustments based on this word, and I pray that you, as you do so, your profiting shall appear unto all in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember, last week we started something called the attitude of winners, the attitude of winners, and we considered four main attributes number one is what diligence and the second one is determination we also talked about discipline and devotion but towards the end you know we're pressed for time and uh, we just needed to stop at, at that point there are other things that are common to champions and so today we're going to take our time as we wrap up on this series this month to examine one other critical factor to all champions especially those who do it through um god's help those who want to do it in a way that leads to what the bible describes as good success not just those who want to win a lottery mm-hmm. we're not talking about winning a lottery here. we're talking about a system of victory that is accessible to god's children through his principles and his divine blessings because ultimately we can learn about all these principles is the blessing of the lord that makes them to work for us hallelujah turn your bibles with me to the book of joshua chapter one joshua chapter one i'm going to read from verse one i'm going to run through verse nine if you are with me let's go and read now the bible says after the death of moses the servant of the lord it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, and you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, move from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates and the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down 
of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success have i not commanded you be strong and of good courage do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go hallelujah this is a very popular and very interesting passage in fact verse 8 is some somebody's memory verse and you know we've read about this scripture several times Wait, I'm going to show you a few things. Look at verse 2 again. Hmm? Verse 2 says what? It says, Now therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I have given to them, the children of what? Of Israel. What do you see in that verse? It says, arise, go over this Jordan. Last week, we used Jordan as an example, and you remember Jordan is a river. Hmm? So, to cross into the promised land, they needed to go through Jordan. Miraculously. They needed to go through Jordan miraculously. So, it takes determination. Determination to cross that obstacle. Do you remember? That's one of the D's. Look at verse 3. So, you know that these principles are not just from space. Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. Well, but God said, I have given you. Wow. He has given me, but I must still walk. I must walk with my foot to possess it. So that means you need to walk. I'm sure the last, the last time I walked, that requires activity. It requires working, energy. To claim what God has already given you. God has given you a lot of things. But you have to work to claim it. So that is what diligence. We've seen determination. We've seen diligence. Flip to verse 7. What does verse 7 say? Verse 7 says, Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right and or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go that is don't turn to the right don't turn to the left just keep going straight do you know what that means that's devotion don't veer off to the right don't veer off to the left focus all your energy focus all your attention channel your energy in one direction that is devotion devotion so we see god teaching joshua the principles of winning say hey you got to be determined to cross jordan to possess the land that i've already given you you need to work you people need to work so that's diligence number three is saying don't turn left don't turn right from the law 
be focused. That's devotion. Last but not the least is in verse 8. You, you go to verse 8. And you begin to say, the Bible says, This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Again, you see, to do. To do means diligence. Written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. That is, you need to live by a code. He said, this book of the law. So, a list of things to do. A list of how to behave. A code of conduct. What's that? Self-discipline. So, you cannot but be constrained to follow the rules that are in that book. So, you need a lot of discipline to maintain a life of of um, winning. Of winning. So that, those are the four that we have seen. We've seen determination, diligence, devotion, and discipline. But are there other keys in this same passage? Oh yes, there is one very strong major key, and that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Have you observed that in what we read, there are three times already that you have seen the, the statement, be strong and be of good courage. There's a fourth one. In this same chapter 1, if you go to the last verse in chapter 1, uh, last verse is verse 18. I said, uh, whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your word, in all that you command him shall be put to death. Wow. Only be strong and of good courage. Making four times. Four times in this same Joshua chapter 1. Be strong and be of good courage. You know what that means? So for Dave, uh, for Joshua, this is like every direction he looks. When he looks to the north, he says, "Be strong and be of good courage." He looks to the south, same thing. To the east, same thing. To the west, same thing. Every winner, not just Joshua, every winner. This is like the four corner pieces of the territory of winners. Be strong and be of good courage. This is another major ingredient in the life of winners and champions, especially those doing it through God. Be strong and be what of good courage. You know, I know this is old English, you know, you see, be strong, be of good courage. You see that a lot in King James Version, even in New King James, you see words that are be strong. So I took my time to check um versions that are easier to read just to see how this this statement is rendered in other versions and the words that i saw there as synonymous to being strong and being of good courage and what one brave some version says be brave other version says be confident in simpler version it says do not be afraid wow do not be afraid Fear is a thing of the mind. So powerful, so strong. Like faith. Fear is very dominant. Once it settles in, forget about winning. So, this word is very, very important. Keep in your mind today. We are focusing on that ingredient called braveness. Braveness or courage. It's a major and common factor to winners. Braveness or courage. If you are going to win in any area of life, be it in academics, be it in life vocation, be it in ministry, 
you've got to be strong and be of good courage. You've got to be brave. That's the way it works. So being brave or being strong is not the same thing as being arrogant. I, I hope I'm making myself very clear. I'm not saying be arrogant, be pompous, or I'm not even saying be shouting. You know, being bold has nothing to do with raising your voice. You can be raising your voice out of fear. Being bold is a deep-seated conviction that speaks even in the silence louder than the voice of fear. Being brave doesn't mean that you are not afraid. The only thing is that you are the only one that knows that you are afraid. You are brave when you can quench the voice of fear. That voice of fear in your head saying you can't do it. Then braveness says, yes, I can. Say something will happen to you if you try to do it. Say nothing will happen to me. I will do it. That's what we're talking about. Courage and being bold. What courage means that you are not going to give in to your fear. It doesn't deny the fact that you are afraid. And of course, we get afraid many times. But courage superimposes himself on the element of fear and dominates it so that you cannot see the fear. It's consumed by courage. Why is it so important for us to have this ingredient called braveness or courage? Why is it so important? Without it, you cannot live where you are. That spot you have been, that place, that position you have been, if you are not brave, if you are not courageous, you cannot live it. Because as you try to take a step to live, something is telling you, hey, what if there's a lion on the street? What if if I do it, something bad will happen? What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? So if you are not brave, you cannot take a step and say, I'm living here. You need to overcome the fear of the next step. If you are not brave, you cannot go through what you must go through. Last week, we established that if you are going to win, expect obstacles. Some of those obstacles will be very dangerous conditions. God told Joshua, he said, you've got to cross this Jordan. How he will cross the Jordan? He didn't tell him. <laughs> he just said, you need to cross this Jordan to go and possess the land I've given you on the other side of the Jordan. Of course, Joshua knew, for me to cross this Jordan, we need divine intervention. We can't put the entire population right inside the middle of this river. If God does not intervene, but I have to be bold, I have to be strong, and lead the people to go and do it. Do you think it was going to be easy for him to convince the people to say, follow me, let's go and cross Jordan. He said, are you okay? Are you okay? But he had to summon courage and say, this is what we're going to do. So, if you are not brave, you cannot go through what you need to go through. And if you can't go through what you need to go through, the prize behind the Jordan, which is the promised land, you can't get it. So, you need braveness, boldness to arise and confront what you need to go through. Last but not the least, even to stay in the right place, to stay in a good place, you need courage. Why? Today, everybody is compromising. Everybody cannot stand for what is right. So to be a lone voice, to say, I am going to do the right thing, it takes a lot of courage. And I face this sometimes. You, you're driving, you see the light, the light says red. But there's no policeman, there's no last man, there's no, nobody on the road that's going to stop you. And you stop, you pause, you wait for the light to change. And somebody behind you is putting pressure on you, pressing their own. Move, 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 do the wrong thing. They're telling you, do the wrong thing. After all, nobody is watching. 
it takes braveness and courage to stand there and say, I'm not moving. Even though if I have blocked other people and I've done it legitimately, I'm waiting for the right thing, which is the green light to come. I'm going to stay here. And you see this expressed in different areas of your life, depending on what you are doing. You are in a particular place. Everybody is cheating. Everybody, what is going on now? Everybody is doing this. Everybody is cheating. It takes braveness, boldness to say, I'm not going to do it. You are in a position, everybody is compromising. It takes boldness to stand to your ground and say, I'm not going to join them. Others may, I won't. It takes boldness because they're going to call you names. Many of us compromise because we are afraid. If I, if I take this different position, I will be alone. So it takes boldness to be alone to do what is right. So that's why you need boldness. In life, we get rewarded for the bold actions we take. Nobody cares whether you did it intentionally or not intentionally. But you've got to resolve to overcome your fear so that you can get the reward of the brave. I'll tell you a quick story. I'm sure you have heard this story before and I must have shared it earlier. The story is told. I don't know how true it is or whether it's just a, f- a fiction. So that there was a particular village. The king had a beautiful daughter and was saying, whoever would pass through a certain test that it was going to give out to them, the person will, will, will become the husband of this daughter and it will give half of his kingdom as um, something to support them to start their home. So they invited all the valiant men in the city, called them to the palace and when everybody was gathered, they said, well, this is my beautiful daughter. The bravest man in this city will become the husband of this beautiful daughter and I'll give you up to half of my kingdom. So, but before we, we go to uh, this, this stage of the marriage, the test is this. Everybody gather here. So he took them to a pool and in his pool, he had crocodiles, hundreds of crocodiles in the pool. So everybody gathered around the place and the hefty men, you know, all of them were getting ready, jumping, dreaming, saying, this is going to be my turn. It's my turn to become the king's uh, son-in-law and become the second richest person in the kingdom. Everybody was jumping around the pool. There was a young man who just came to look. He came to just see what was going on. He was mature too, but he was not among the valiant men who wanted to compete. All of a sudden, they just started hearing, boom! Somebody had jumped inside the pool of crocodile and they started hearing sound. Somebody was swimming, 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 swimming. At the end of the other end of the pool, the man came out and he jumped out and everybody was shouting, clapping. He has done it. We have seen the bravest man in this kingdom. And the king said, call that young man for me. That must be a very brave man. He didn't even wait for us to blow the whistle before he did it. Call him for me. And when they called him and said, young man, do you have anything to say before we present the bride to you and this half of this kingdom? He said, I have only one question. Who pushed me? That was his question. Who pushed me? Everybody was wondering. Nobody could answer his question. Obviously, it was not his decision to jump into the pool. However, because he completed the test, he won the prize of the brave. You are not getting me. It doesn't matter whether you are afraid or not. Once you do what is required to be done, you get the reward of the brave. 
Do it. Even if you are afraid, go ahead and do it. There are many things that you could have done. You were waiting to be pushed. May heaven send somebody who is going to push you. Jump in there and do it. You get a reward of the brave. Whether you were afraid doing it or not. Nobody needs to know. Look at another story. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Second Kings. Second Kings. This one is a real story. The one I told you before. Like I said, I don't know if it's a real story or not. I heard the story somewhere too. But this is a real story. Turn your Bibles to Second Kings chapter 7. I'm going to read from verse 3. It's the story of the four lepers. You know that story very well. i just read a few uh, verses in it. Now, there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine in the city, there's famine in the city, and we shall die there. Hmm? And if we sit here, we die also. All die and I die. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, eh, we shall only die. And, verse 5, And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. May the Lord surprise you pleasantly in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, sometimes the things you are afraid about <laughs> are not even going to happen. These men were saying, eh, well, we are lepers. We are not welcome in the city. So if we go to the city, there is famine in the city. Hunger will kill us. And if we sit here, hunger will still kill us. Why don't we just take one step? At least, let's get a 50-50 chance. We have seen 100% chance of dying. Go to the city, there's famine, you die. Sit down on the outskirts, there's no food, you die. So let's take a risk. We take a risk that will give us 50-50 chance of living or dying. The risk is, let us approach the enemy army. If they kill us, fine, we still die. We are not worse off than the two other options. But there is a chance that they will not kill us. Let us explore that chance. Many of us reason too much about how many wrong things can happen. That's why we don't win. We sit down, we are experts at analyzing how something cannot work. Can you begin to think creatively and say, I must find a way to make it work. Even though that way is not easy, I must take the required risk. If there is no risk, there is no return. So those lepers said, see, we have to be brave. Even though the society has rejected us, they said we have leprosy. We are not welcome in the society. I need to take my life into my hands. That's what the leper said. If you are going to win, listen to me. It doesn't matter what the society has said about you. The society has rejected these ones. They said these ones are lepers. They are not qualified to come and live in the city. But those lepers said we are not giving up on ourselves. We deserve to take a chance to live. We will take a risk that nobody else is willing to take. And it's because of that. If you continue reading that chapter, when, when uh, this service is over, you can pick it up. And it, because they took that risk, the Bible said when they got there, the Syrian armies have been terrified. <laughs> the Lord scared the Syrian armies. They've run away. They left everything intact. These lepers, these four lepers, people who were abandoned, people who were cast out of the city, were the first partakers 
of the spoils of war. Listen, listen, listen. People who go to take the spoils of war are usually brave men who have won another army. Hello? They are brave men who have won another army. The battles we are going to win in life are different. These ones knew that it's not about carrying gun or carrying sword or carrying bows and arrow. What we just need to carry is our body. Carry your body and go and take what God has given to you. You sit down there, you get nothing. Many of us are sitting down, I do, getting nothing. Today you need to arise. God told Joshua. He told Joshua, he said, arise. Go over the Jordan. Nothing happens until you get up boldly and say, I go to take possession. So these lepers understood it. He said, if we sit down here, nothing is going to happen. Let us take that risk. I ask you a question today. Do you want to win? I imagine that your answer is yes. Are you sure? Are you sure? What is that one thing you will do if you are not afraid? What is it? That one thing you will start doing today or that you will continue doing today if you had no fear. Get up, go and do it. That's what your winning is. Fear has paralyzed you so far. The Bible says fear has torments. Fear has crippled many people who could have been winners. Fear has crippled them, relegated them to a particular position. They can't rise because of fear. If you are going to be a winner, you must deal with fear. You must deal with that fear today. If you don't deal with it today, it's coming to fight you tomorrow. Fear doesn't give up. Fear is stubborn. Fear is a stronghold. You need to develop how to deal with it today. Many are afraid. I can't apply to that school. Why? They can't take my kind. Get up. What are you talking about? That's what you are afraid to do. Go and do. That school you are afraid to apply to. Apply to it. There was a time I was afraid about a particular subject. Further maths. I was afraid. I ran away from further maths. But at some point, somebody spoke sense into me. And I took it up. Over time, God changed my story on that. There are things that God wants to glorify himself about in your life. But it's just because of your fear. That's why it's not happening. That dream you have. That you are afraid to, to work on. Arise, be bold and go and pursue it. Don't wait for another message. Don't wait for somebody to, to, to push you, to charge you. Get up and chase that dream. Chase it down. Ignore your fear. Ignore it. Put it aside. Be brave. Rise and go and do it. That skill that you have been secretly admiring. When you see somebody on the stage playing saxophone, there's something in you that says, that could be me. You see somebody playing the drums, playing the guitar. You say, that could be me. But you are too afraid. I can't get it. Even if I try to do it, I'm, I'm not going to get it. You are making a mistake. Arise, be bold and go and conquer it. Go and those who are conquering don't have two heads. Arise and go and conquer it. You can do it. There are people who are held in toxic relationships, toxic friendships. You are a young person. You know that the friends you are working with, they are going to destroy your life. You know it. But peer pressure will not let you detach from them. Because you say, if I detach, what will people say? I can't cope without them. But they are luring you to hell. They are luring you to a destructive future. You stay there because you are afraid to detach. Come on, detach from them. 
Don't let fear hold you down in a place that will cost you loss. You are bound to win, but without braveness, I doubt if it will happen. I doubt it will happen. Every bold champion has that courage in mind to say, whatever is scaring me, I gotta deal with it. I gotta deal with it. There are certain other people, they are being abused as we speak. They are being abused. They abuse their nose that they are too afraid to tell anybody. Your victory is in telling somebody. Listen to me, daughter. Listen to me, son. Your victory is in opening up and telling somebody about that abuse and that abuser. And that's where your victory will come. They have held you down with threats. They have told you, if you tell somebody, I will do this to you. Go and tell. If you don't tell, you won't be free. You've got to deal with your fear. What is that thing you are afraid about? Do it. Get up and do it. If you don't learn how to do it today, tomorrow it will affect you. If you are too afraid, when it's time to marry in the future, you'll be afraid to approach the sister and propose. When you have your business, if you want to expand, you'll be afraid to expand. When you are given a job, if you, if you want to do it well, you'll be afraid. If I do it so well, problem will come as a result of envy. You begin to conform. You begin to do what others are doing. See, the opposite of braveness is not cowardice. Somebody said, I think Robert Anthony, Robert Anthony said, the opposite of braveness is not cowardice. Is what? Is conformity. So, because people are too afraid to do some things in a strange way, they just say, let me just blend with every other person because once I do extra, I'm going to attract trouble. You can't live like that. God didn't program you to live like that. You are programmed to win. Read the scriptures. Search all the men and women that did great things for God. They were brave people. Look at Esther. Esther, he said, if I perish, I perish. Hey. If I perish, I perish. That's braveness. Anyone who amounts to anything, look at what eventually happened to Esther. Her name was written in gold. Her uncle was blessed beyond measure, became second in command in the kingdom. Why? Because of braveness. You are not supposed to see the king until you are invited. But she needed to see the king. She asked to see the king, otherwise there will be a genocide that will wipe her entire race. She said, I'm going to do it. Guys, pray and fast for me. I need to do it. But if I perish, I perish. This is the attitude of winners. This is that one thing that we didn't discuss last week. This is that one thing you must get. If you don't get any other one, you must get this one. You must be brave. There is no shortcut. You want to be a winner? You want to win consistently? You want to conquer territories? You want to take that mountain down? You've got to be bold. The three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they... they Caught them not bowing to the to the idol that um, Nebuchadnezzar put down in the in, in the in the um, in the plain of Dura, the golden statue. They caught them and they brought them. They thought by the time they bring them to the king, they will change their mind. Say these Hebrew boys, king, they are insulting. They are not bowing down to your idol. Okay, bring them. The king even gave them another opportunity. Said, see guys, you just have to do the right thing. The right thing is bow down. I'm going to allow them to blow the trumpet, blow the big goof, blow everything. When you hear all the sound, bow down. He said, Oga King, see, we are not careful to talk to you in this matter. This is your idol. We are not going to bow. We know that our God is able to save us. But for adventure, he chooses not to. We will still not bow. It takes braveness to say that to the king. It takes boldness. At the end, who won? Who won? This is how winners win. 
there is a spirit in them called boldness boldness audacity you see you god don't believe it you've got to believe it daniel they said there's an embargo on prayer <laughs> don't don't let me even go there some of us there's no embargo on prayer we can't even pray because of what your friends will think you can't pray around your friends you are in a canteen. You want to eat. It's time to bless the food. You can't pray because your friends are there. There's no embargo. Ah, don't don't let me go there. Don't don't let me go there. They cannot see you with Bible. You don't want them to know that you are a Christian. They cannot see you Bible. They cannot see you reading a, a, a gospel book. You cannot play gospel music. There's no embargo. We have not started. Daniel, there was an embargo in town. There was a law that king made an edict and said nobody should pray to any other person but the king. Daniel said, you are on your own. He didn't hide to pray. The Bible said he opened his window towards Jerusalem as he used to do. Braveness. 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 If you are going to amount to anything, you must catch this one. What did I say? You must catch this one. Very key. And having established the needs for braveness. Maybe somebody is asking. So how can I have this braveness? What do I need to do to be strong and to be of good courage? Because God kept emphasizing in the book of Joshua 1 that we read. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and be of good courage. Four times. In the book of Joshua chapter 1. You've got to be strong when you know the person who is with you. When you know who is with you, you have courage and braveness. You know, the story is told about a child who went out and um, somebody beat him on the road. He said, I'll go and tell for you. I'll tell my daddy. I'll tell my daddy. When he took his daddy there, and his daddy saw the person who beat him. His daddy started beating the boy. You know why? The person who is with the boy is not as strong as the enemy the boy took him to go and meet. But that's not our case. You know why the, the righteous are as bold as the lion? You know why the lion doesn't turn away from anyone? Identity. Identity. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. See what the Bible says. Why should Joshua be strong and be of good courage? See, this is the answer in verse 9. It says, Have I not commanded you? Remember, it was God speaking from the beginning. Hmm? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage and do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Why? For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. If you know, that God is with you. It changes your orientation and mentality. It changes your mentality. It changes how you approach issues. How you confront obstacles. David, ordinarily, ordinarily, is not a match for Goliath. And we all know that. In terms of size, the Bible says Goliath was tall. He was a giant. And he was not just tall for nothing. He had been a warrior from his youth. <laughs> John, the David was just a teenager. He was about 17. He was a kid. Compared to Goliath. 
So side by side, we cannot match them. But what David knew was what gave him boldness, was what gave him courage. He knew that God was with him. Read Psalm 23, Psalm 23 verse 4. He said, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? From the Lord is with me. When you know who is with you, courage comes. Courage comes. Those Hebrew boys, it says, see, we know that God is able to do it. We know. So there's, there's courage that comes. There's braveness that comes. When you know who is with you. And this is where we have issues. Some of us, we know that we have not given our lives to Christ. It's just daddy and mommy that are forcing us to go to church, to do our Bible devotion, you know. Even sometimes when they wake you for morning devotion in the morning, you are grumbling, you are half sleeping, you know. Your mind is not there. So sometimes we don't have the kind of courage that this 17-year-old David displayed. It takes relationship. It takes relationship. You know that the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. There is, there is spring in your step. How you approach life, how you see obstacles. You say, the Lord is with me. So if you know who is with you, you can either be weak or be strong. That little boy is the example I gave. Next time somebody beats him on the road, he will be very careful about going to invite his dad. Because his dad is not strong. But we've got a dad who is the strongest of the strongest. His name is El Gibor. He is the mighty one in the battle. There is nothing too hard for him to do. So that way we have courage. We have boldness. And we can approach anything. And that's why we win. How do I develop boldness? Number two thing you need to know. You need to know who is for you. Versus who is against you. Do you understand it? The Bible says, what shall we say to these things? Romans 8.31 If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, if God is not against us, it's not God that is against us, God is for us, not against us. So it doesn't matter who is against us. It doesn't matter what we now have to go through because God is on our side. God is on our side. It's like you are playing a match. The referee is a fan of your club. Do you understand? In a boxing match, the referee is on your side. Why will you not win? Why will you not win? And the battle we fight, we have advantage. The Bible says the devil is, is our adversary. You know, is the accuser. He goes rolling about and he goes accusing the brethren. But guess what? To whom is he accusing the brethren? He's accusing the brethren before God. Guess who is pleading our case? Jesus Christ. The Bible says he's the advocate. Say, little children, I say this to you that you do not sin. But if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father. <laughs> so that's why the devil cannot win against us. The judge he's talking to is for us. The lawyer that is defending us is Jesus Christ. So there are things that change in your mind when you know who is for you versus who is against you? Let me read a scripture for you in Psalm 118 verse 6 and 7. Listen to what the Bible says. 
118 verse 6. He says, the Lord is on my side. I love this. I love this. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. <laughs> the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. When, what can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. The Lord is for me. He's not against me. So when I know that the Lord is on my side and that the Lord is for me, see, it doesn't matter what else is against me or who else is against me. The Bible says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. So there's that mindset that is pumping me. When I see a challenge, I say, come on. I know who is with me. I know who is for me. Therefore, who are that whole mountain before Zerubbabel? You will be made a plain. That's why we have that boldness to confront obstacles. We say, mountain, who are you? Get out of the way. Get out of here, mountain. Because we know who is with us. We know who is for us. So when challenges and issues arise, we deal with them because we know that we are not alone. We know that God is with us, but we also know that God is for us. He's not only with us. He is for us. He's not standing idly, standing by idly. He is for us. He is working in our favor. All things are working in our favor. There's a song by Sinatra. I love that song. It says, it's working in my favor. It's working in my favor. All things are working for my good. It doesn't matter what the challenge now looks like. I win. Because I know that ultimately, the person who controls the system of heaven and earth is in my favor. He is for me. He is with me. He loves me that much. And he's going to be with me when I go through those challenges. I go through those ups and downs. He's going to see me through. Ultimately, at the end, I win. That's it. But that's not all. He is not only with us. Neither is he only for us. He is in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4 verse 4. It says, Greater is he who is in you than he where? that's in the world. So when I know that he is there inside of me, Christ in me, the hope of glory, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It changes my mentality. So when people are seeing obstacle, I'm seeing, okay, I'm seeing the price behind the obstacle. I look beyond the obstacle because I know with him on my side, I can scale a wall. I can build down an army because he's on my side. He has trained my fingers to battle. He's on my side. He's on my side. Because of him, I win. And this is why I win. Because I know that he's with me. He is for me. He is in me. This is the mentality that gives victory. That gives victory. David didn't go to that battle thinking, maybe I will lose. Maybe Goliath will deal with me and beat me. And when Goliath was making mouth and fumbling, I will feed your flesh to the birds of the earth. David was like, come on, let's just start this battle. So when it was time to fight, David was not backpedaling. David ran towards him. He ran towards him. He was too sure of victory. That's how champions think. That is the mentality of champions. Time will fail me to give you numerous more examples of how people through bravery have overcome seemingly insurmountable obstacles. But as we round off 
this series called Matters of the Mind, I want you to keep these thoughts in your mind. These principles we have shared are applicable. Applicable in every area of life. Every area of life. We have talked about how the losers, how they think that make them lose. We have talked about the winners, how they think and make them win. It's up to you. What side do you want to belong? It's a function of how you think today. It's a function of the sum total of your mentalities today. It is. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I'll leave you with this before we pray. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It talks about you renewing your mind. It said, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Only then can you prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Only then. Renewing your mind. That means constantly you have the duty to detoxify your mind by bringing out the bad stuff. And you have a duty to stock your mind with the good stuff. This book of the law will not depart from your mouth. In it shall you meditate day and night and observe to do all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous and thou shall have good success. This is the way it works. Don't forget this. But above all, like I said earlier, it's not just in your academic life, it's not just in vocational life or ministry or other things that these principles work. Even for the salvation of your soul, you got to be diligent. Your, your uh, faith, you've got to work it out. You gotta be diligent. You gotta be disciplined. You gotta have self-control. You have to be determined because issues will come. It says in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. You're gonna have challenges in your Christian journey. But ultimately, if you persevere and you keep these principles in mind, you will not only win in life, you will not only avoid being a loser, you will also not lose your soul. And somebody is saying, okay, you've talked about boldness, braveness, and fear. And I see myself, I see the picture clearly. I see that the reason I'm not bold is because I can't confidently say that God is with me. Nor can I confidently say God is for me. I've done many things that I know that will not make God to want to be with me or for me. Let alone be in me. I hear you. I understand you. But I'm telling you that it's not too late to change the story. This same God can be with you. He told Joshua. He said, it's because I'm going to be with you. That's why you have the right to be bold. And it's because I'm going to be with you like I was with my servant Moses. That's how you're going to win and conquer territory. He said, nobody will be able to stand before you all through the days of your life. That is, you're going to be a perpetual winner. That same Jesus is inviting you today. You say, son, daughter, how long will you run away? Or you think, okay, I'll just apply these principles and win in other areas. He said, but no, no, no. It's not those things that matter. Because what will it profit a man to gain the entire world 
But lose his soul. What will he use in exchange for it? He's saying, come to me. I'm that one person that if I'm with you, if I'm for you, if I'm in you, you can never lose. You can never lose because I have overcome the world. The be of good shame for I have overcome the world. He is the master overcomer, master winner. I extend an invitation to you today to come to Jesus. Perhaps you are hearing me today. You've given your life to Jesus before. But now you are not even sure where you are. Many things have happened. Different issues have come up. You don't even know where you are. You like to come back to Jesus. You like to rededicate your life. I want to use this moment to invite you to make a decision. This is the greatest and best decision anyone will make. This is a decision that will ensure that you continue to win. This is a decision to say that on that day when a book will be opened, where the winners and losers will be called, because that's what it is about. Those who lose their souls, their names will not be found written in the book of life. On that day, you want to win. I want to win. If you like to win, join me in saying these prayers before I pray for you. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I acknowledge you as Lord and Savior of my soul. I know that I don't have all it takes to go on the journey of life and win here on earth and in your kingdom. I'm trusting you for help. I'm trusting you for mercy. I come to you today just as I am. Have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Lord, teach me your ways. I want to follow you. From today, I want to leave the camp of losers. I want to come to the camp of winners. I want to win for you. I want to bring glories for you. I want to finish strong. I don't want to be defeated on this battlefield called earth. I don't want the system of the world to win me. I want to win at the end. I come before you. Confessing you as Lord and Savior. Accept me as I come today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Father, I thank you for those ones who pray this prayer humbly. Believing. Lord, I pray that you hear their utmost cry. I pray that you will cleanse as many that come to you today and that you write their name in the Lamb's book of life that when names of winners are called in heaven these names will be called in the name of Jesus and while we are yet on earth occupying for you till you come we will not lose in this life we will win we will bring your name glory not shame we will be outstanding we will not conform who will stand out in the name of Jesus, who will bring forth fruits, fruits that we abide, fruits that will glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. God bless you. Uh, we'll take our announcements and offerings, and we'll see you next Saturday as we begin another series.
by the grace of God. Don't forget to share this message and invite your friends to join us next time. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening. To get copies of messages, kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly Headquarters on 40 Stroke 42 Imam Dowder Street of Eric Mosso Lagos. God bless you.